culture to politics. This is the Michael Medved Show. day in this greatest nation on God's green earth. For a lot of people, it's a great day because it's the beginning of Labor Day weekend. For a lot of other people, it's a great day because President Biden finished his speech. And uh, probably no more big speech, certainly not one in Independence Hall in Philadelphia, scheduled anytime soon. Uh, one of the perspectives on the speech that I haven't heard yet, but we're about to hear now, is from Juan Williams, who is a Fox News contributor and has been a stalwart on Fox for many, many years. He is also a regular columnist for The Hill uh, and a former Washington Post scribe and author of bestsellers like What the Hell Do You Have to Lose? Juan, always a pleasure speaking to you and happy Labor Day in advance. Thank you so much, Michael. I hope you have a relaxed time. I know you work hard. <laughs> well, we try. There's a lot to cover right now. Um, in terms of your uh, your reaction to the speech last night, uh, first of all, uh, do you think that uh, President Biden advanced his own cause in a substantial way? Oh, I do. I I think that what I have seen in recent polls suggests that both Republicans and Democrats think democracy is threatening America now. Republicans think that for a different set of reasons than uh, Republicans, but uh, or, or whatever I say, that, that I confuse myself. But one part, group of party members thinks differently than the other, although they both come to the same conclusion that democracy is under threat, is what I'm trying to say. And among Democrats, it's overwhelming. They feel that People who believe in the big lie that the election was stolen, people who engage in violence like shooting at FBI agents and the like, um, threatening the vice president, trying to undo the election, that that's a direct threat. And I think Biden, by speaking that out loud and in a setting where he puts himself in a historical context, the founding of the nation and our belief in democracy, I think he energizes and speaks to that base and to independent voters, according to recent polls in a very effective manner. Okay, what did um, President Biden suggest as the means to curb the threat to democracy that he perceived in so-called MAGA Republicans other than not voting for them? Well, I think that's right. And But he said, and he made a big point of this, he said, this is not something where you just curse the fates. He says, this is in our hands as Americans that we can deal with this, we can take action as Americans. So I think part of it is to say reject an ideology based on, you know, a scam, a lie, that the election was stolen and that there's a lot of election fraud in the country, um, or, or that you need to resort to violence uh, because you believe this. I mean, he's saying don't buy that, but I, I don't know that he can, I don't believe, Michael, you know, and again, I'm a guy who looks at a lot of political numbers, but the, the numbers don't suggest that Republicans are going to buy this argument. Uh, you know, it, what he's really speaking to are Democrats and independent voters, and that audience is there for him. I think they believe that, is, that standing up to the big lie is, in fact, taking action of the kind that you, you, you're asking about. Okay, but one of the basic challenges to Joe Biden, and it seems to me that it's fair, is that 
he ran and has periodically emphasized his desire to unite the country, to be a bipartisan leader, to be somebody who isn't a hyper-partisan. And here, by implying that everybody who voted for Donald Trump is somehow a threat to democracy, isn't this equivalent, as a number of people have said, to Hillary's disastrous comment about a basket of deplorables, uh, expressing not just contempt for Trump, but expressing fear and disapproval of the 74 million people who voted for him? Well, remember, Hillary Clinton spoke before January 6th, and I don't think she helped herself, by the way, with that remark. No, she hurt um, herself a lot. Right. Okay. So we agree there. But I think Joe Biden spoke after January 6th and after, you know, the violence that we saw at the Capitol by people who were Trump supporters who identified themselves with their flags and their hats as MAGA people. And um, and we know that the threats to the vice president and we know that President Trump remains in control of the Republican Party. He is the choice of most Republicans at this point to be their presidential nominee in 2024. And we know that President Trump just this week said he would pardon all of the people uh, who were convicted we of were rioting and violence. That. We were just covering that. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, so I, so I, I think that he, you know, is a real continuing presence in our political life. And for someone to speak to him and speak about him and what he represents, I think is legitimate. I was just talking to Rich Lowry of National Review, and he suggested that part of this is a democratic strategy that may end up being very effective, which is to keep Trump front and center. And uh, Democrats feel, I think, fairly confident that if uh, the upcoming midterm elections are about Trumpism or about what what you've called and many others have called the big lie, if that is the crucial issue rather than questions about the economy or about foreign policy or about uh, a crime, rising crime, that if Trump is the big issue, then they can hold on to their congressional majorities. Do you think that is part of the motivation here? Well, everything you said was true except for the last part. I'm not sure they can hold on to the House. I think it'll be closer than everybody thought. Again, I like numbers, and when I talk to the numbers people, both at Fox News and elsewhere, what they're saying is uh, what once looked like a red wave is now being reduced to a red rain or a red ripple. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but so it looks like it's still the case that Republicans are going to win the House of Representatives, the majority. Uh, less likely, though, that they will win or take majority control of the U.S. Senate. But the overall point is that whereas once it looked like this was an election in which people would vote against the party in power because they said, oh, look at the price of gas or look at inflation or, gosh, you know, crime. what's going on with the schools and COVID and I didn't like the man. Suddenly, it's not about that. It's not even about Joe Biden. And, you know, typically, historically midterm elections or a referendum on the incumbent. This election is becoming a choice election in which people are saying, well, the alternative, uh, as Joe Biden described it last night, is extreme and potentially destabilizing to the country we love and the way we live our lives. And if you, you know, if people are shooting at the FBI and people are 
saying you can't have honest elections if we lose, you know, then we don't have America. What do you say to the very real possibility? Uh, Jim Jordan, for instance, and, and Kevin McCarthy both indicated that with the Republicans taking a majority in the House, they may shut down whatever is left of the January 6th Select Committee and may replace it with uh, full-out investigations focusing on Hunter Biden. Is uh, that something that American voters would uh, support? I don't. I don't know if they. I don't see that they support it. Uh, but I, you know, I don't know that it would have much consequence at this point. I think the January sixth commission, you know, is intended to wrap up uh, sometime in the fall. I don't know if it's before the election. But the point is that you know it would come off as theatrical to me. I don't think Hunter Biden is to be equated with even what Trump is doing now with the FBI. And now I see a majority of Americans say that the Mar-a-Lago search was proper and justified. Uh, and that's, you know, all it is is an attempt to distract from Republican problems if they get into Hunter Biden at this point. Uh, Juan Williams, our guest, uh, contributor from Fox and to The Hill. His most recent columns uh, will be linked at our website at michaelmedved.com. We will be... And one of the curious things about this moment in American politics is that everybody agrees. I mean, you hear it on both sides, that things are not good, that things are not normal. And one of the things that Joe Biden attempted to do last night, I don't believe it was a great success, was to indicate that the blame for things not being normal, as he said in his speech, was firmly on the party out of power. Now, how do you make that work? Democrats control the Senate. They control the House of Representatives. They control the White House. So what does it mean when you have the president of the United States, who is a Democrat, who has more power to determine the national direction than anybody else? When you have the president of the United States standing in front of a national shrine, the old state house in Pennsylvania, which is what it was, it was the state capitol, at the uh, time of the Declaration of Independence and the time of the Constitution of the United States, it's now known as Independence Hall. It's, by the way, if you haven't been there, it is a powerful experience to go to Independence Hall, take your children. And speaking in front of that building, sort of illuminated by a lurid red lighting, that some have said made it look like it was speaking from the gates of hell. Joe Biden said this to the people of the United States. This is clip one. Too much of what's happening in our country today is not normal. Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans represent an extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic. Now, I want to be very clear. Very clear up front, 
Not every Republican, not even the majority of Republicans are MAGA Republicans. Not every Republican embraces their extreme ideology. I know, because I've been able to work with these mainstream Republicans. But there's no question that the Republican Party today is dominated, driven, and intimidated by Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans. And that is a threat to this country. Okay, what are the elements of the MAGA ideology that he just referred to that are a profound threat to this country? Uh, and, and Biden actually tries to answer that a little bit in uh, what he continues to say about how, in his view, MAGA Republicans want to take us back rather than move us forward. This is clip 12. MAGA forces are determined to take this country backwards, backwards to an America where there is no right to choose, no right to privacy, no right to contraception, no right to marry who you love. Okay, what he's talking about there is Supreme Court decisions. And... uh the the idea about uh, no no right to to choose look one of the the problems that republicans have right now is there are some states like michigan and in the state of michigan they got over 700,000 signatures for a ballot proposition to reform the old uh, abortion law from 1931 which is now the law of the land in the state of Michigan which eliminates all access to abortions including for rape and incest uh, during the entire pregnancy uh, and uh, that would be replaced by a constitutional amendment that would provide or guarantee as a constitutional amendment in Michigan if the voters of Michigan vote for it uh, abortion access in the first 24 weeks of president pregnancy in other words until the last trimester and and viability would follow the lead of of roe the problem right now is that republicans are committed to prevent that from getting on the ballot so if you're talking about a democratic procedure where the people actually get to vote which is part of what justice alito talked about in the jobs decision and what judicial conservatives talked about for years this is not rightly a Supreme Court decision and when when Joe Biden is attacking MAGA Republicans for no right to choose and you can't marry who you love there honestly are very very few politicians anywhere who are trying to undo the Obergefell decision or trying to take away or invalidate the half a million gay marriages that exist in the United States. It's just not fair and it's not true. There's also this. The uh, What if uh, uh, Joe Biden had said, in the past two years, MAGA Republicans have launched an assault on the soul of America, on its people, on its laws, on its most sacred values. They have launched an assault on our democracy. Uh, their policies have severely wounded America's soul, diminished America's spirit, and betrayed America's trust. Doesn't that sound just like President Biden? It's not him. You know who said that? It was Kevin McCarthy speaking for the Republicans. And no, he didn't say the MAGA Republicans have done this. 
what he said in his speech. He said, in the past two years, Joe Biden has launched an assault on the soul of America, on its people, on its laws, on its most sacred values. He has launched an assault on our democracy. His policies have severely wounded America's soul, diminished America's spirit, and betrayed America's trust. I don't think it's it's healthy on either side to say that the people with whom you disagree are jeopardizing America's soul. Uh, America's soul is is not so easily assaulted. And by the way, it's not unanimous on most things. And there are people uh, who love America's soul and love our country and are deeply patriotic who are on both sides, for instance, of the abortion issue and about the question of how and if at all you regulate abortion and do anything at all to protect uh, the idea of human life and at what point you protect it. The idea that a disagreement over that means an assault on America's soul, it seems to me, is poisonous, and it's part of what feels abnormal about the country right now. Joe Biden is right. You you look around, and our politics does seem more hysterical, more apocalyptic, um, more inclined to see the other side not simply as mistaken, but as profoundly evil. And Joe Biden didn't do anything to heal that last night. If anything, his contribution, such as it was, probably made it worse. Some more on the responses to to that speech and to that approach and the upcoming elections coming up on The Medved Show. Talking about the response to the president's speech last night, there was a a, um, a heckler responding who uh, uh, was quite audible during much of the speech, uh, playing sirens apparently and uh, speaking through a bullhorn and uh, shouting, uh, not let's go Brandon. He was uh, shouting the words that actually inspired Let's Go Brandon, which are blank, uh, starting with the F word, blank Joe Biden. And uh, this is what that heckler sounded like, if you can listen closely. This is clip four. In our character, optimism that is tested yet endures, courage that digs deep, when we need it. Empathy that fuels democracy, the willingness to see each other, not as enemies, but as fellow Americans. Look, our democracy is imperfect. It always has been. Notwithstanding those folks you hear on the other side there, they're entitled to be outrageous. This is a democracy. But history and common sense Good manners is nothing they've ever suffered from. <laughs> uh, I don't think that was part of his text. Good manners is nothing they've ever suffered from. Look, a number of people pointed out that 
uh, when President Trump was heckled at uh, some of his rallies, and he was, uh, he uh, talked about, well, he made comments like saying, in the old days, he'd take people out and knock them down, uh, hit them hard. And uh, uh, President Biden, that could have been the most successful aspect of his speech, is he... uh, responded graciously to the heckling near Independence Hall, uh, which uh, didn't uh, ruin his speech. I mean, partially because I don't think it ended up being a memorable or particularly positive speech for the president in any event. Uh, he he also went on to a, a strangely contradictory passage uh and uh here here it is in terms of after talking about the MAGA republicans being a threat to the country then going on and talking about how he's the president of all americans uh this is clip three the republican party today is dominated driven and intimidated by Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans. And that is a threat to this country. These are hard things. But I'm an American president, not a president of red America, blue America, but of all America. And I believe it's my duty, my duty to level with you, to tell the truth, no matter how difficult, no matter how painful. And here, in my view, is what is true. MAGA Republicans do not respect the Constitution. They do not believe in the rule of law. They do not recognize the will of the people. Okay, again, the the difficulty is who are you talking about? And doesn't this defeat the intention that he just enunciated about being a president not for red America, not for blue America, but for the United States of America. That was his one-time partner, uh, Barack Obama. His famous uh, keynote address at the Democratic Convention of 2004 in Philadelphia, which is exactly where Biden was speaking, uh, he said, uh, this is not, uh, I, I'm not speaking to the red states. I'm not speaking to the blue states. I'm speaking to the United States. And uh, that speech made Barack Obama an instant presidential possibility and made him famous. This was a very different speech. And it, it was it was peculiar that uh, this is the way that Joe Biden wanted to launch his campaign because starting out and acknowledging that things don't feel normal in the country, uh, what you want to do is talk about a way that they can feel more normal and just attacking um, MAGA Americans or MAGA Republicans uh, basically is, is that normal? Can you think of a successful president in the past of President Reagan uh, doing this with people who disagreed with him? Or for that matter, President Clinton? Or 
any other American president singling out not just the opposition party for being wrong, but one particular wing of the opposition party. Uh, Joe Biden said this also about the MAGA Republicans, who were his, of course, main target last night. This is clip two. But democracy endures only if we, the people, respect the guardrails of the republic. Only if we, the people, accept the results of free and fair elections. Only if we, the people, see politics not as total war, but mediation of our differences. Democracy cannot survive when one side believes there are only two outcomes to an election. Either they win or they were cheated. And that's where the MAGA Republicans are today. They don't understand what every patriotic American knows. You can't love your country only when you win. It's fundamental. And do I think that most Republicans actually agree with that? Yeah, I do. And the idea, however, should also apply to people like Stacey Abrams, who never conceded her, her loss. She lost by 50,000 votes in her run for governor last time for governor of Georgia. And uh, it, it looks like she is going to lose again. Will she accept it this time? And shouldn't uh, Joe Biden's urging to accept it both when you lose and when you win as a matter of patriotism, should that apply at least as much to Democrats as to Republicans? And in fact, in terms of what Biden is urging, it might be heard better by Democrats. You think he is, after all, the leader of the Democratic Party. Um there was a, a question that came up, and it was uh, today, the morning after the great speech at Independence Hall, there were questions that were raised by people uh, at like Brianna Keeler on CNN about the use of uh, members of the Marine Corps. They were actually members of the Marine Corps band who were there but using these American military people to sort of decorate the set um, because they were standing behind President Biden and those uh, the front of Independence Hall, which was all lit up in bright and lurid red. Uh, the entire thing was a taxpayer expense, and this was supposed to be a non-political speech. It was a nakedly political speech. Uh, Karine Jean-Pierre was asked about that this morning, and it's striking to hear how she answered that question, which we had raised also yesterday. We will get to that and to more. Uh, and a, a presidential historian who warns that the Republican Party is representing Hitler and the Confederacy? Really? We will get to that and more coming up on The Medved Show.
Medical MedVet Show. Uh, we're going to be speaking later to A.B. Stoddard of Real Clear Politics, who uh, writes a warning to Democrats, suggesting that their optimism about uh, taking firm control of the U.S. Senate, they have control right now, but it's a tie vote in the Senate. They only have control because of Kamala Harris, because of the Vice President of the United States. A.B. Stoddard suggests that the Democratic confidence may be misplaced. Why? She says, look at what happened in 2020. And we will get to that and, and more coming up on the Medved Show. I mentioned that Corinne Jean-Pierre had a tough question from a reporter this morning about Biden's speech last night. It was a question about the speech being paid for by taxpayers. Here is her attempt at an answer. Uh, 15A. Address the, the criticisms and the questions about why the president delivered what sounded very much like a politically charged speech uh, as an official White House event, taxpayer funded, with two Marines in uniform in particular flanking him and visible on camera throughout the So speech. I'll take your first question. Look, the way we see it here, and I would argue the way many Americans across the country see it, is standing up for democracy is not political. Denouncing political violence is not political. Defending rights uh, and freedom is not political. Making clear that the challenges uh, facing the nation is not political. Uh, we don't call any of that political. We see that as leadership, uh, and we see that as presidential. Okay, for her to say it's not political is ridiculous when you are associating all those negative things that you're condemning with one political party. And you say, well, it's only one segment of one political party. But they mention the word Republicans, as in MAGA Republicans, 16 times. Now, how is it you attack one political party? Now, if he had attacked people on the extreme left of the Democratic Party and talked about uh, so-called progressive or democratic socialists even, and it attacked some of their excesses, uh, particularly during the riots of uh, following May of 2020, which uh, most people remember fairly clearly. With all of that going on, if, if it had been more balanced, then, okay, you can argue that it's not political. And then she was asked on how she feels that uh, it was appropriate to use the Marines as a set decoration in the speech last night. This is 15B. To your question about the Marines, look, the president gave an important speech last night, a critical speech and an added inflection point. And, um, you know, our democracy, our values, uh, our values that are our values that our men and women who protect us every day and fight for it every day uh, believe in as well. The presence of the Marines at the speech was intended to demonstrate the deep and abiding respect uh, the president has for these service service members uh, to these ideals uh, and the unique role our independent military plays in defending our democracy, no matter which party is in power. Okay, 
you're right, no matter which party is in power, but this is all the more reason. Uh, Is it possible that one or both of those Marines who are standing there may not have agreed with the president of the United States in his attacks on MAGA Republicans? Uh, Yes, it's 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 possible. And the idea of using the party, uh, using the armed services for a partisan purpose of any kind on either side is dubious and so dubious that that on CNN, which is not noted to be huge supporters of uh, the Republican Party or the conservative cause or Donald Trump, I think we can agree on that. But Brianna Keeler, who was an actor, uh, uh, an anchor and leading anchor at uh, CNN, actually also criticized the placement of the two Marines as set decoration. They were right behind the president. And I say all of this because, by the way, in, in terms of people who actually saw the speech, the broadcast networks passed on carrying Joe Biden's speech in Philadelphia. In other words, no ABC, CBS, or NBC. And uh, ABC ran Press Your Luck, (laughs) which is a non-political show. CBS went with Young Sheldon, a a rerun of Young Sheldon. I, I must confess I don't even know what Young Sheldon is. And NBC ran a Law and Order replay. And no, that was not an ad for dealing with the crime crisis in America. CNN and MSNBC carried the address, as did uh, news division streaming channels. But Fox News stuck with uh, Tucker Carlson, who actually gave his own reaction to the speech, which wasn't particularly positive uh, as it was happening. But here is uh, Brianna Keeler over at CNN showing that Basically, sometimes even broadcast networks, what people call legacy media or mainstream media, can uh, try to be fair and balanced. Listen. And by the way, in expressing these uh, remarks on air by Jeff Zeleny, who is also with CNN, what she wrote was, whatever you think of this speech, the military is supposed to be apolitical. Positioning Marines in uniform behind behind President Biden for a political speech flies in the face of that. It's wrong when Democrats do it. It's wrong when Republicans do it. I think that's uh, uh, appropriate and true. I, I We mentioned before that some of the more intemperate comments about the speech itself I came from enthusiasts who loved what they heard. Uh, Michael Beschloss, who is a uh, historian, he's a good writer and he's a good historian and he's credible. But uh, he appeared on MSNBC in reacting to the speech. And what he said goes much further than anything that Biden actually said in his talk. This is clip 11. 1860, this country was in big jeopardy, was splitting apart, house divided, slavery or non-slavery. And Lincoln cast the election of 1860 by saying, the house can't stand half slave or half free, we've got to choose. 
1940, when Franklin Roosevelt was running for a third term, just as you just mentioned. Roosevelt didn't say the paramount issue this year is the minimum wage, although that was pretty important, or hmm. you know whether uh, Texans get an oil depletion allowance or something like this. He said, look, these are all important, but what is really at stake at this moment is whether our children are gonna get to live in an American democracy, especially with Hitler and the fascists yeah. looming in Europe and marching. So uh, this is like 1860, this is like 1940. You know, you have to talk about the large issue in the room. And just as, as Lincoln gave the House divided speech, just as Roosevelt gave a speech on the State of the Union about the four freedoms, as you well know, 1941, you know, here is the time when President Biden has chosen. Okay, the, the difference, of course, is that the people in the Confederacy, what were called the fire eaters, who ended up breaking up the union, talked openly of violence and supported it. And certainly uh, Hitler was full of violent rhetoric, and we're talking about a very hostile foreign power, an evil dictatorship. Uh, the idea of comparing anything in our party politics of today, suggesting that the danger to the country of the, quote, MAGA Republicans is comparable to uh, the dangers of the Southern Confederacy and the sl slave power, as it was called, by the Union. And, and to say it's comparable in any way to the threat of Nazi Germany or Japanese militarism or the threats that ended up costing hundreds of thousands, 400,000 to be exact, of, of casualties in World War II. Today is the day that Japan surrendered. Yeah, and not when the bombs were dropped, when they actually surrendered, bringing an end to World War II. Uh, that available Medved History Show in this greatest nation on God's green earth. Fred Dreyer.